fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, welcome into the program. It is a midweek celebration, your pre-Christmas Eve celebration, or the pre-pre-Christmas Eve celebration, something like that. We are almost to the Christmas time. I know you're excited. I'm excited. Everybody's excited. I think it's about time we start celebrating and have a little fun. What do you say? Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Welcome aboard. So if you're watching the live video feed right now, we, of course, had to do today the traditional Christmas suit. For those that are not, that are just on the radio, I'll give you the brief description of it. It is the green suit with gingerbread men on it that say, bite me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now. There's a reason I say that is because this is what I wear when sometimes we just need to send a message to Joe Biden and the Democrats. <laughs> See, we're going to be on a roll today. I got a lot of big stuff uh, coming up on the show for you today. Great guest coming up. Super excited at the bottom of the hour. Jared Knott is the author of his latest book, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. We'll have fun with that conversation in a little bit, what were tiny little moments in history that were little mistakes that caused major disasters, caused maybe world wars or caused other big issues in the countries uh, or in the world. So we'll talk about that and have some fun coming up at the bottom of the hour. Also, I have not done this in a while. And for those new listeners that are listening on OpsLens or just maybe new listeners on the radio or live streaming somewhere else as well, uh, we're, you're in for a treat today because on the program every once in a while, we like to do little satire, fun little comedy bits, and usually they are Voice of Reason product infomercials where, you know, you're listening in the middle of the night on TV and you have the infomercial, buy it right now, and if you get one, you'll get three free if you order right now. We do those, but in a satire form for a topical issue of the day. Well, there's a story that we'll talk about here in just a little bit, and it's not an infomercial, but it is a new Christmas story for you and i think it's an important one i think it's one that you need to sing and, and teach to your kids it is a uh revised version of towards the night before christmas now usually i read you the redneck night before christmas and i will do that probably tomorrow on the show being the last final live program before christmas so that is a tradition on the show we will do that but today i have written my own Twas the night before Christmas, and we'll play that here in just a little bit and get your thoughts on that, because I'd love to get your feedback. And it just kind of came to me today. I am not a writer. I am not a rhymist. I cannot write poetry, but yet we made it happen today, and by golly, i got to say I'm pretty proud of it. So we'll play that coming up here in just a bit on the program. First off, though, I am excited because we do have a lot to get to uh, on the Joe Biden side as his economic ratings have officially come out. And what do those look like? I'm very curious. Yeah. I am curious what Joe Biden's ratings are when, I mean, obviously he's saving the economy. He passed an infrastructure bill. He's working on his Build Back Better plan that Joe Manchin has destroyed. Apparently him and Joe are having a little one-on-one time, if you know what I mean. They're having a little intimate dinners. They're trying to discuss ways to work together and find happiness in middle-of-the-road continuity where Democrats can unite under one umbrella yet again under a socialist flag, but yet to appease the Joe Manchins of the world that are in red districts and red states and that are very worried about losing their majority and going potentially Republican. How do you find that middle road 
of winning over the moderate blue-collar worker that doesn't want their taxes raised or their regulations increased or their taxes increased, but yet still give them more socialist programs. Between the rock and the hard place on that one, isn't it? Kind of the quandary that we all have to deal with. So uh, while trying to debate and debacle all of that, Joe Biden's approval ratings have continuously gone down. This is surprisingly from CNN. Is th- I know, CNN's the ones that actually reported this one. That's a shocker to me. I'm just throwing that out there. Biden's new lowest net economic rating of any president at this point in their first term since at least at Jimmy Carter in 1977. No, it's not a shocker. We all knew this was going to happen, but by golly, it's about time that people started to actually, uh, you know, recognize this, even on the Democrat side, even from platforms like CNN, where they really try to hype them up. I mean, we played some of the uh, CNBC yahoos that are the economic experts about how great the economic recovery is. They tried. They failed miserably. Swing and a miss. And that's been usually the mainstream media lately trying to falsely hype him up. I mean, when you have economic plans like this, this is Joe Biden's economic plan when he was running for office. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store and in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happens? They make you management. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much more of a sound economic plan you can have outside of that. That right there is the most awesome economic plan strategy you could ever possibly have in a presidency. I don't know why the Democrats aren't just like, you know, spewing over here. Oh, late they are. That's right. Because they believe the same thing. Apparently, if you're the forklift driver on a spaghetti shop, then you become manager. (laughs) I mean, sound economic policy right there. So. With his approval rating, Joe Biden has the lowest economic approval rating of any president since Jimmy Carter back in 1977, as Biden is in with a 44% approval rating to 55% disapproval rating among registered voters on his economic performance. It gets worse for the Democrats, though. Is now you have Kamala Harris, who's even least popular. She's apparently, according to Politico.com, even getting attacked by Spanish-language radio stations across the nation. Again, I just don't understand why. She's so loved when it comes to the Hispanic population. She came from California. She hated on the inner city minorities. She tried to claim that she was an inner city minority. She was supposed to take care of the immigration issue, went down to Central America, got booted out of there. She didn't even go to the Mexican border, went to California, hung out, went to D.C., and hasn't been seen since. But yet... She was supposed to be the great savior and the head of the task force on immigration policy, and it's failed miserably. And now the Spanish-language radio stations apparently are starting to attack the Democrats and Kamala Harris. They don't like that very much. So, again, trouble in paradise, not for the cheeseburger in paradise, but for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris trying to run the nation. On the other front, we could poke fun at them all day long. Unfortunately, the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States and all the Democrat leaders right now are really the low-hanging fruit, very easy for talk show hosts to make fun of. It's very easy for us to nitpick at what they're doing and to poke fun at them because it's that easy right now. It's a very easy job that I have in life, I have to admit. Very easy to make fun of them. What we need to focus some attention on is what we're doing on the Republican side to actually take opportunity here and take advantage of this opportunity that's been presented to us because we should be able to walk all over these guys we should be able to just waltz right in we should have a landslide victory in the midterm elections we should be harping on them not so we should be stopping everything dead in their tracks they have the majority right now but the disconnect that's going on there we should easily be able to stop 
and know for certain, by the way, that there are no Republicans in the House or in the Senate, not a single one that would be open to some of their socialist left-wing progressive agenda and actually vote with the Democrats. And yes, I'm talking about you, Ben Sass and Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins and uh, uh, what's her name, but all the other ones that are out there, Mitt Romney, not the she, but... Um, Lindsay or uh, uh, McCain, whatever her name was, whatever, or uh, Cheney, Liz Cheney. That's who I was thinking of. McCain was another one. Thank God, God rest his soul. But thank God he's not in office anymore because he was a train wreck, too. Nonetheless, there's a headline from Newsmax. Mitch McConnell said that Joe Manchin is certainly welcome in the GOP. Now, obviously, it's because he's been stopping the Build Back Better plan. Mitch McConnell trying to save face here because he allowed the Build Back Better. Here's what's really troubling for the Democrats, especially. This is why they're so angry. They had the huge golden opportunity. It was handed to them on a silver platter by Mitch McConnell, and we've talked about this. Him, along with 18 Republicans in the U.S. Senate, voted to get rid of the filibuster where they would need 60 votes, meaning they would need 10 Republicans to jump on board with them. They would need to remove all that for a simple majority vote that Democrats could do on a 50-50 party line when passed the Build Back Better plan. Republicans say they voted against it and they did what they could to stop it, but, oh, we just couldn't do it. We ran out of money and opportunity when they allowed the filibuster to be suspended. So Mitch McConnell gave them, gave them the silver platter, the golden gates of heaven opening up upon the Democrats for their socialist agenda and the Build Back Better plan, and they couldn't even walk through it. They were so disorganized and disoriented from seeing the light, they ran into the poles of the gate and they couldn't walk through it because Mitch or because Joe Manchin ended up stopping it. So now Mitch McConnell looking like a fool, has to find a way to save face. He allowed them the opportunity to pass out on a 50-50 simple majority vote with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker as the VP. And now he's trying to save face by saying, well, you know, thank God for Joe Manchin for stopping this thing, and he's welcome to the GOP any time that he wants. Now, obviously, Joe Manchin is not a Republican. He is a Democrat. And while we do agree with him on this issue, he's obviously a Democrat with more moderate views or left a little bit left-leaning views left of center, which is why he's a Democrat. He votes with them a lot. He's still open to many socialist supporting programs, just not a $5 trillion plan after a passing a $1.75 trillion plan that was the infrastructure bill. So it's a great sentiment, Mitch McConnell. I'm glad that you're open and welcoming Democrats into the Republican Party. Can we hold ourselves up just to a little bit better of a standard? Just a little bit higher of a standard? I would really appreciate Mitch McConnell and Republicans. And this goes for Kevin McCarthy on the House side, too. He also said that he's predicting a few other Democrats may be switching parties to the Republican side. That's great. Welcome aboard. We're not a closed-off party. We're not a limited party. However, we're supposed to be a party about platform. The reason there are Republican voters in the nation, which there's getting very many frustrated Republican voters in the nation, but there are Republican voters in the nation nonetheless. The reason that we choose willingly to be members of the Republican Party is because we like the party that predominantly overall allegedly supports the Constitution, supports limited government, supports uh, limited government intrusion, supports a budget and limited government spending, supports lower taxes, supports the private market, supports individual liberty, supports opportunity for everyone, supports all of these wild, wicked, free-thinking ideas that the left-wing progressives absolutely despise. That's what Republicans stand for. So 
welcome to the party if you're a Democrat looking to switch parties over. And if Joe Manchin does that in a state like West Virginia that went to Trump pretty predominantly, then great. Welcome aboard. Here, here's the question we have to have. How do we hold standards here? Because we haven't done that for a very long time, at least at the federal level. At the statewide levels, we do our best. I'm in the state of Kansas. The majority of our Republicans are decent at the state level. We always seem to send up a little bit more moderate elected officials at the federal level. Although I will say we have some really great ones up there right now, if I uh, ain't afraid to say so. My congressman here, my district's really really good. We have uh, one of our senators that's really good. The other one, eh, not so much. But he's an old guard one that's about ready to get out here soon anyways, hopefully. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Republicans need to find a way to hold some type of litmus test, some type of basic standard, some type of principle to say, hey, if you're going to join the Republican Party as a platform, this is what we stand for. You cannot be a Republican and say that, you know, I'm Republican, but I support a socialist program. You cannot be a Republican and say, I agree with Republicans, but I agree with increased spending and higher taxes. You can't do that. So, Joe Manchin, if you're willing to come on board, that's great. You have to at least somewhat agree with our umbrella. If you widen the umbrella way too far, it becomes watered down, then there is no umbrella in its complete anarchy, which is what I think we've seen for a long time here in the party, and it fails miserably. If you've noticed, after Reagan left office, the Republican Party crumbled for a while. We had the Bushes, which were, eh, okay. We failed with John McCain. We failed with Mitt Romney. We widened the umbrella too far. We brought it back to conservative private sector idealism with Trump, and we won majorly. Then we tried to stray from that because we attacked him, and now we're broken again. Can we please just hold a standard, stick to it, and actually beat the Democrats when they're in shambles and in anarchy and civil war themselves? Pretty please? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know I'm being hard. Joe, are you doing all right, buddy? Joe Biden, you hanging in there? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Uh, Making sure. Making sure. (laughs) I don't know. He's sitting there trying to do a one-on-one negotiation with Joe Manchin. Manchin wants something done. Biden wants something done. I guess the big trademark, which... Think how pathetic this is. The one fundamental foundation, the cornerstone of the first year of the administration is trying to be built on the child tax credit that's not really a child tax credit. It's a universal basic income based on the playing on the emotions of children. That is uh, the trade stone because Joe Manchin does not want that in there, which is why the bill is so expensive because handing out that much money every single month across to every family with a child across the nation is very, very expensive, and we can't afford that. And Joe Biden's like, hey, we have to do that. That is the trademark message here. And I know I'm being more focused on the Republicans and Mitch McConnell and and trying to clean up the party here because we have to be harder on ourselves. We have to hold a higher standard for the Republican Party. Democrats, we have a very low bar for them. We understand that the Democrat Party overall is a lower IQ party, that it's all based on emotion, not necessarily based on fact and reality, but it's just based on emotion. So that way, if it's based on emotion, they figure it out and they just, you know, think that whatever in their dreamland that they can do and everything's just going to be hunky-dory. We realize that's not the case in reality. So we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Yes, accept Democrats into the party if they're sick of their party and they want to promote individualism and individual sovereignty. Welcome aboard. We love you to death. We want you to be here. We're not an exclusive party, but we do have some standards here. It might be a change if you are changing parties over to us. I know it's a little different. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. So we're going to actually try to hold ourselves and be harder. It's like the parent that actually wants to um, that wants to coach the baseball team and they get a lot of crap because they put their kids in in the special favorite positions like in baseball, you know, the little league summer league baseball, and they put their kid in as the pitcher. And all the parents are upset. No, my kid should be in as pitcher. How dare you as the coach try and put your kid in? So you ride your kid harder to prove themselves because they have to be better than everyone else just so they feel like they deserve actually that spot. That's what we do as a Republican Party. So I tried to help with that. Uh, am I, I don't know if I have enough time here. I don't have enough time. Uh, so we're not going to be able to do it right now. But when we come back after the break, we have a guest. So we're going to play, I promise, we're going to do it before the end of the show. So stay tuned in. We have our Voice of Reason special audio for you, our Christmas special of DeSantis Saves Christmas. Because there was a headline that came out today from MSN.com where Biden has talked about the supply chain crises and how the supply chain issues that he was concerned about didn't actually happen. If you remember right around Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving, he was talking about the Black Friday sales. He was talking about the supply chain, how the shelves are going to be empty in the stores. And it wasn't because of his policies with vaccine mandates to businesses. It wasn't because the fact that he wasn't allowing ships to actually dock and be emptied to actually be distributed and transported to retail stores all over the nation. It wasn't his policies. It was because the economy was booming so well that you were out buying things. 
And even though inflation was at near 7%, the economy was cruising along so well that you were buying things at such a fast rate, the shops couldn't maintain keeping things stuck. It had nothing to do with his economic disaster. It had nothing to do with the ships not being allowed to be docked and be unloaded. It had nothing to do with his economic policy. It was solely based on you doing so well, (laughs) which I laugh because we know that's not true, us actually living in the private market. We know that Christmas was essentially saved and we didn't run into the supply chain issues because Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida said, hey, we have docks that are open. We're not going to pass these ridiculous laws. We're not going to stop you. Fly, uh, Ship your ships over here, dock here, and we'll get you unloaded and we'll get business going. So we created ours of DeSantis Saves Christmas. And we'll play that before the end of the program today here in just a little bit. But when we come back, excited to have on Jared Knott. He'll be talking about uh, the little things that happen in history. His latest book, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. We'll do that when we come back here on a Wednesday. One more show before the Christmas celebration, getting you set for the end of the week. It's The Voice of Reason here on the Hoosier Media Network. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Am I being too hard? Am I being too hard? Not only on Joe Biden, but apparently the Republicans today. Joe, am I being too hard? Stop it. Stop it now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already. Going by way too fast. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to keep you somewhat upbeat for the Christmas holiday. Coming up tomorrow, our last live broadcast until... The Christmas celebration, so welcome into that one. You can find us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, Parlor. I think that's all of them, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And you can find a link to those on our website at HoosierReason.com as well. So that's awesome. And also, again, welcome to the OpsLens team with us streaming live on OpsLens.com. Also downloaded on the app as well. And you can find our live stream there for the video. If you are watching the video, I had to take off the jacket. I'm sorry. I had to take off the Christmas jacket. It is way too warm here in the studio. We are getting ourselves way too worked up in here. And we just need to calm down. Just relax a little bit. Or as Joe Biden would say. Come on, man. Yeah, that's right. Get a life. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Welcome back into the show. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit away from the politics. I promise to you I have our infomercial. I have our satire bit that we'll play here in just a little bit to wrap up the program. But right now, I want to get into the latest and what's trending with our next great guest. What's trending today? And uh, I want to step away from the politics and talk about history, talk about things that could have been. There is a there's a I, I'm always really into science. And I've told you this before for our new listeners. Then this may be a little bit news to you. If I didn't get into politics and talk radio, when I was in high school, I was planning originally to go into physics and go into astronomy and work for NASA. Like, that was my thing. I love science. I love that sort of thing. And that was my my life guide until I got into high school in my senior year. And I took a government class and I took a debate uh, competition, uh, uh, little debate team thing. And I realized that arguing politics was way better and way easier. So I ended up changing course. But I still love that stuff. And there's theory out there in like quantum physics where they say that every life decision that you make creates a parallel universe, a new universe to where if you choose to take this job or choose to take a different job, that you've now created different life paths. And then you start thinking, well, what if I would have taken that other job? What if I would have stayed with that significant other? What if I would have left that significant other? What would my life be like right now if I had made different decisions? Which timeline am I currently on? Now, I know it's like a brain teaser and it hurts your brain, right? I get it. I know. But I want to go down that road as a nation for a second and have some fun with this massively awesome award-winning book. And the author's here with us. He is a decorated combat officer, uh, a veteran in the United States, and we appreciate that very much. He's author of the new book, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever. You can find them online at tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Excited to have on with us here, Jared Knott. Jared, how are you, my friend? It's fine. It's fine. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. I really appreciate it. This is really exciting for me because, uh, again, like we said, I mean, there are so many things of what if. What if things were different? What if things would have happened or would not have happened? Where would we be today? And that's kind of where this book goes, isn't it? Like if these little bitty blunders, these little bitty things that happened throughout history that really made life-changing experiences, not just in the U.S., but all over the globe. Absolutely, absolutely. The inspiration for the book comes from an old adage coming down from Benjamin Franklin that for one of the nail, the shoe was lost. For one of the shoe, the rider was lost. For one of the rider, the battle was lost. For one of the battle, the empire was lost. The empire was lost all for the want of a nail. And you say, well, that's a nice little saying, but how often does that really happen that a single tiny mistake causes an entire empire to collapse? You'll be amazed at what has happened over and over again. That's fascinating. So let's talk about some of these. How far back do you go in this book uh, when you start researching the history and some of these uh, blunders and mistakes and decisions that were made? Yes, the farthest uh, back is actually one of the most interesting, and that is the uh, teaser is a, uh, a soldier accidentally kicks the helmet off the top of a wall and causes an entire empire to collapse, which you think, how is that possible? That has to do with Cyrus the Great. It was mentioned in the Bible he was the one that freed the children of Israel from their bondage in Babylon, and Cyrus the Great was one of the first world conquerors. Mm. So, but uh, you want me to jump into that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about that story. I'd love to hear it. Yes, well, his tomb is still there in uh, what used to be called Persia, now is Iran. It's been there over 2,000 years, and these are the words on his tomb. Oh, traveler who comes to visit me. And I know you will come, for I am the one who gave the Persians their empire. Do not begrudge me the small amount of dirt that I placed over my bones. Okay. But anyway, he was in a, a war with Croesus, and from the expression richest Croesus, Croesus had gone to the oracle at Delphi, spread a bunch of money around, 
uh, he wanted a, a policy prediction about the outcome of the big battle. And the Delphi said, the Oracle said, a great battle will be fought and a great victory will be won. We didn't say who was going to win it, but Croesus assumed it was him. So anyway, they joined the big battle. They have the Spartans on the side of Croesus and Cyrus the Great on the other. They fight to a draw. Well, okay, Croesus takes his troops, puts them on the ships. They sail away. Okay, the Spartans well, we won the battle. The Spartans sail away also, but they didn't call him Cyrus the Great for nothing. He, after six or seven days, he turns around and he comes back now that the Spartans are gone, are gone and engages in the battle once again. Winter is coming. It's not clear if they're going to be able to. They're uh, creases up in this uh, impregnable fortress uh, called Sardos up on the top of a mountain. It's not clear if they're going to be able to uh, lay siege successfully to Sardis or not. And here comes the tiny mistake. Soldier accidentally kicks the helmet off the top of the wall. goes rolling all the way down to the bottom. The soldier gets off the wall walks down a pathway all the way to the bottom, gets his helmet, and walks all the way back up. And one of Croesus' uh, men, one of Cyrus's men, said, whoa, whoa, look, 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 look. There's a pathway up the side of the wall. So the next night, a raiding party goes up that pathway, goes over the top of the wall, goes over and forces the gates open. Uh, Cyrus the Great's men are waiting on the other side. They come flooding into the city. The city. They defeat uh, Lydia. They defeat uh, Croesus. And uh, if it hadn't been for that tiny mistake, instead of being called Cyrus the Great, he might have been called Cyrus the Chump. Yeah. So anyway, wow. made a big difference. I love it. That's a, I mean, just that tiny little thing, watching it, witnessing it, just knocking down that helmet changed the entire, uh, potentially changed that entire outcome. Exactly. Left. Let's fast forward a little bit up to semi-current times, World War One, World War Two. Is there anything that happened there that could have prevented or that started some of these massive global impacts? Well, of course, uh, one of the big ones is the uh, uh, the chauffeur who was driving the Archduke Ferdinand, uh, they, uh, he made a wrong turn. I'm going to give you just a very brief uh, summary of it. He made a wrong turn and was driving the car, which is an open-top convertible, uh, down a street that led to Schiller's Delicatessen near the Latin Bridge in Sarajevo. And who should be waiting there but one of the assassins? Whoa, 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 there's the Archduke. Uh, they've been trying to assassinate him all day. They throw a bomb in his car, but it, it exploded uh, somewhat. Well, hurt some people, but did not hurt the Archduke. And so he shoots the Archduke and also shoots his wife. Uh, he was uh, saying he was aiming at a general who was uh, on the running board on the other side, missed the general, and shoots the wife. They're both killed, and that triggers the beginning of World War One, and then also uh, by recoil, World War Two. if the chauffeur had not made that wrong turn, it's possible that World War One might not have taken place, although the Germans were spoiling for a fight. But the, uh, the situation would have turned out very, very differently. The Archduke <coughs> was going to be taking over uh, the Austro-Hungary Empire. He was more moderate than his father. It's possible he might have pulled them away from war, and possible that World War One might have been avoided. Or it could be that the uh, come six months later, a year later, when the Germans were ready, that it might have won World War Two. Because what if just go on? into infinity sure well it's still fascinating to think though that if it didn't happen again just that one wrong turn it was it just delaying delaying the inevitable what if it turned out differently i mean obviously certain circumstances and environmental times and different times of the year if it was a year delayed what would have happened then it's fascinating to ponder and think about we got a few about three minutes left here but let's uh, fast forward a little bit more to the united states is there stuff that came out of the u.s where we've had some major impact with these little mishaps yes one of the Favorites, I guess you'd say, it's kind of a sad, bitter one. It really stings. But the teaser there is one single document, poorly designed by one single clerk, 
in one single county changed the outcome of a presidential election led directly to a major war. The war would not have taken place except for this single tiny mistake. And it had to do with the Palm Beach County, the, uh, the uh, presidential election year of 2000 down in Florida mm-hmm. between Al Gore and George Bush, the son. Of course, everybody's heard about the hanging chads, but it was not the hanging chads. It was the what's called the butterfly ballot. This nice lady, what's their name? She was the clerk of elections down in Palm Beach County, and she, the uh, people down there, elderly people, she wanted to design a ballot in a big print so they could read it easily. So she designed a uh, butterfly ballot, which had two pages to it, a left and a right page, with a series of punch holes down the center. Now, Al Gore was the number two name on the left page. He was the number three punch hole. Mm-hmm. The number two punch hole belonged to Pat Buchanan on the right page. Well, in the surrounding counties, Pat Buchanan got maybe 100, 150 votes, something like that. And this one county gets like 3,000 votes. And there are about 5,000 votes where they were disqualified because people punched both punch holes. They punched one punch hole, realized they made a mistake, punched the other punch hole. Now the ballot's invalid. Uh, Al Gore lost the state by like 456 votes. He would have won it by three, four, five, maybe 6,000 votes. He would have won Florida. He would have won the presidency, and he was adamantly opposed to the war in Iraq. And they had this nice lady, and we've all made mistakes as bad or worse. It's just her mistake happened to come at a critical time. They had her on one of the morning talk shows, and they said to her, Madam, people are saying that you're responsible for this war. And she was in tears. Well, I appreciate the fact that you're crying, Madam, and you're a very nice person, (laughs) but we now have 50,000 dead people and $2 trillion down the drain because of a single tiny mistake. Wow. It's it's fascinating, yeah. It re- and it really makes you think. And again, is it tiny little blunders or is it divine intervention because things are supposed to fall in the way they're supposed to? It's a fascinating yeah. topic. I yeah. l- absolutely love the book. Tiny blunders, big disasters. Tiny blunders, big disasters. dot com is the website. Get the book, Jared. Not Jared. It's so good to talk to you, my friend. I got to get you back on again soon. Appreciate it. Yes, call me back. Love to come back. Hey, would love to do so. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Appreciate that. Lots more coming up on The Voice Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. See how that works? Now I got my head spinning. It's like, oh, these little tiny things, these little tiny things that have changed the course of humanity all over the globe, all over time. And then you start to think, were they just accidents? Were they just opportunities taken when opportunities presented themselves? Or were they divine intervention to make things lay out the way they were supposed to? Could we have completely prevented World War I and or II? Could we have prevented the war in Iraq? Could we have prevented different events that happened globally, catastrophically, and that changed humanity? Or was it just supposed to be that way? It's fascinating to me. Again, the deep thinking, it makes your brain hurt a little bit. I love those conversations. Thanks to Jared Knott coming on the program. We'll get him back on again soon to talk about more of those stories. Also, check out the book on the line online at tinyblundersbigdisasters.com, and you can find his social media as well. All right, I don't want to run out of time because I promised I would do this. There was a headline out of MSN. Oh, hold on. First off, we got to get to our What's Trending here. Let's do it. Come on. What's Trending Today? All right, so according to MSN.com, Biden says that he is the great savior for the supply chain crises after he warned that the shelves would be empty going into the holidays because not because of his policies or his economy or his inflation or that he won't allow ships to actually be docked, which he has done all of those things, but it was solely because that you had your money back, that you were spending more money than ever before, not because you were buying the same amount just with inflation being higher, so you were spending more for the same amount of crap. It's because that he saved you. He saved the economy. Now, no one believes it, which is why he's least, uh, le- even less popular than Jimmy Carter in 1977, which is saying something for the worst economic president in modern American history, in my opinion. One of them, outside of Barack Obama as well. But he thinks that he actually saved you. So the headline today, Biden says supply chain crises didn't materialize. Quote, gifts are being delivered. Shelves are not empty. Now, why is that? For the commonsensical folks, we know that that was because after Joe Biden said that Christmas may not happen because of the supply chain issues in COVID-19, that it was solely because of COVID, Ron DeSantis said, no, you're just not allowing the ships to dock. We have docks that are open. Come around to Florida. We'll undock them. We'll get them unloaded. We'll get the stuff to the stores the way they need to. Put everybody back to work. Ron DeSantis saved Christmas. So I thought we need to make a parody of Twas the Month Before Christmas when DeSantis saves Christmas. Twas the month before Christmas and all through the economy. Not a shelf was half off, but in limited quantity. Product inventory was low and rationed with care in hopes that shelves would be restocked by trade agreements in despair. Consumers were concerned, quarantined at home, while politicians relished in the future collapse of Rome. With Amazon on back order and eBay on hold, Parents waited impatiently for COVID mandates to unfold. When out of the South, there rose such a holler, I jumped on the stock exchange to check the value of my dollar. And while to the local merchant I drove with my gas-guzzling car, I listened to talk radio to see if Biden had hired a new czar. But lo and behold, it didn't come from Washington, D.C., but there they were, cargo ships coming in from far out at sea. 
To my amazement, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't on cannabis, it was true. It was true. The man welcoming them in was DeSantis. Like elves bustling away at Santa's workshop, the hardworking men were finally allowed to bring the ships into dock. And with a grunt and a snort and a pull-up of the suspenders, the thousands of truck drivers and reindeer had to fight off the months-long benders. To the grocery store, to the warehouse, to the store on Main Street, it's time to fulfill the consumer's orders incomplete. And while Biden tried to take claim for the victory, he soon dropped his Play-Doh on the ground, and the issue became history. Now, as Christmas approaches, we all know who really saved the day. Of course, it was Ron and all those conservatives who stopped the political delays. So as we celebrate Christmas with all of its might, may God bless the state of Florida and their great political foresight. There it is. DeSantis saves Christmas right here on The Voice of Reason, our very own parody piece of that. So let me know what you think on our social media at Who's Your Reason. You can also email us uh, for our new listeners as well. You can email us Who's Your Media Network. That's H O O S E R. It's like the state of Indiana, but without the I in it. Who's Your Media Network at gmail.com. Who's Your Media Network at gmail.com. Uh, Ron DeSantis, the state of Florida, opening up their ports, allowing the cargo ships to come in undock. We got our stuff out there. We got everything to where they weren't backed up. Things weren't slowed down. Things weren't stalled and saved Christmas in the consumeristic mentality, at least. Obviously, Christmas would have been still going on. But in the consumeristic, free, capitalist, laissez-faire society that we are called the U.S. of A., we saved it. Thank you, Republicans. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Thank you, the state of Florida. Now we can celebrate our Christmas for all. And for all... A good night. That does it for us here on The Voice of Reason today. Tomorrow, for those that are new to the program as well, and for those that listen to the program forever and have for the last few years, uh, the last episode before Christmas is a special one. We play our old parodies and our old infomercials. We have some fun little radio skits that we do. We keep it lighthearted. We also have a great guest talking about faith, religion, and more, getting you set for the Christmas celebration. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. It's time for you to be your own voice of reason. Speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.